Thursday, December 13th, is the scheduled execution date for Jose Jimenez. It would be the second execution this year. Recently, in fact, last month, we had another exoneration of someone on death row, and that was the second exoneration in a little over a year. This execution, if it takes place, would be the 28th execution under a Florida governor, which is a new state record. And the exoneration last month of Clemente Aguirre was also the 28th exoneration of a Florida death row inmate and set a new state and national record. So the numbers tell a lot in regard to this. Florida's had 96 executions since executions restarted in the 1970s. During that same time, there's been 28 innocent people exonerated off our death row. So it's almost one exoneration for every three executions, which should trouble anyone. In exoneration, essentially what that means is that the justice system said that this person deserves to die, and then evidence came out that that wasn't the case. It's a little different in each case, but essentially that's it. And we need to keep in mind the state of Florida tries to preserve these convictions and executions. They go to great lengths to do this. These people are exonerated because they were able to demonstrate or some attorneys or investigators a lot of times had no charge, took interest in the case, were able to demonstrate innocence, and then they were released. And I just want to clarify something you said earlier. There have been 28 executions under Rick Scott, and then that's the most for any yes. governor of Florida. Yes. Your group is called Floridians for Alternatives to the Death Penalty. So what are alternatives to the death sentence? The only legal alternative today to a death sentence is a sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole, which means exactly that. The person's going to go to prison and is going to die there unless somehow they can demonstrate their innocence and be released. So some people call that death by incarceration, but that's the only alternative today. You know, at one point there were life minimum 35 years, 50 or these kind of things. But uh, today, that's the only alternative that we're aware of. People who are opposed to the death penalty are holding vigils Thursday evening during the scheduled time for the execution. And there's a lot of them in our area. That's true. There's more than 25 protests and vigils throughout the state around the time of the Thursday, December 13th execution, which is scheduled to take place at 6 p.m. There are five demonstrations and vigils in the Tampa Bay area. In Pinellas County, there's an anti-death penalty demonstration at the intersection of Ulmerton Road and 49th Street North. Well, that's between 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock p.m. on Thursday the 13th. There's plenty of parking available at businesses nearby, and there are signs available there. So that's near the county uh, criminal justice complex. There's a prayer vigil at St. Joseph's Church in Bradenton, December 13th at 5.30 p.m. In Punta Gorda, there's a vigil at Sacred Heart Church at 5.30 p.m. In Holiday, there's a vigil on Wednesday, December 12th at 4 p.m. So this information is available at the fadp.org website. And if you just click on vigils and uh, protests, you go to a list of the more than 25 vigils, the number of contact numbers, what to expect, 
they're all a little different. It depends on the local organizers. Well, those are my only questions. Is there anything else our listeners need to know? Yeah, there's plenty of people need to know. There's a saying about the death penalty, the more you know about it, the less you like it. So what we do is simply bring the information forward so that people can make a critical decision on whether this is something that they want to support, whether they want to support the killing of prisoners or incarceration. And public opinion has changed dramatically in just you know, over the last five years or so. The polls that are run, the surveys of registered voters, voters statewide and locally, say we just did one in Pinellas County, by a margin of two to one, registered voters prefer a sentence of life over a sentence of death for someone convicted of murder. So public opinion has changed and is changing. I think these exonerations play a huge part in this. And local prosecutors are having a tough time getting death sentences. Last time I checked, I think Pinellas County was 0 for 4. Other counties are 0 for 3, 0 for 5. It's been really hard to get death sentences because the jury must now be unanimous according to the new sentencing laws. And that means as public opinion continues to shift, it's harder and harder to get 12 people to agree on a death sentence. So we're seeing the results of that today. Does that mean that it's harder for someone who's in the majority and has a kind of an abolitionist view of the death penalty? Is it harder for them to get seated on, on a jury? Would they Have you found that they've been excluded from juries? Absolutely, and they still are. People are asked whether they support the death penalty or not and whether they could recommend a death sentence. That's part of the questioning of jurors and prosecutors. You know, they will strike people like that, as many as possible. So that's an ongoing problem. And studies have shown that potential jurors or jurors that support the death penalty, by and large, are going to be more favorable to the prosecution in a trial. So that's one reason the prosecutors do that. But even with all that, sorting through and eliminating potential jurors, they're finding it really difficult and the response, the weight of the responsibility now has changed, too. It's really more up to the jury, which is the way the system is supposed to work, according to, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court. So there's more weight on the decision, and that makes people consider it more carefully.